0: Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and I'm here with Frank Santo Padre, and this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing, colossal obsessions. Please welcome back to the show, by popular demand, the president of the Tony Curtis Fan Club. <laughs> The lovable
1: Bill Macy. I say thank you, and I love you, and I don't know if you left enough time for the show because you took about 40 minutes. (laughs) We have some long intros, Bill. Welcome back. I appreciate it because uh, I've never had the experience that I had like I told you last time I was here. Uh, I have no idea about the new audience. I don't mean the new audience—the audience that's going to hear this particular podcast. But let's hope that we'll be truthful, and vulgar, and entertaining. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're never anything but. We 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 never had a guest stand up and 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 uh, and uh, offer to expose themselves either on the show before. Wait a minute. S- since since your last episode. No, wait a second. Yeah,
1: Ron, who helped us get here today mm-hmm. and uh, I said to the person when we walked in here where's the restroom and they said down this long hall what well, was the hall was like not lit so Ron led me to the restroom we walked <laughs> for 40 minutes to pee <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean for crying out loud And, you know, you are one of those pleasant surprises as guests that we've had where, you know, you have someone on and we want to talk to them. But we figure, well, I don't know if the audience remembers him.
2: Oh, they remembered him. All right.
0: And boy, oh boy, the audience not only remembered you, but the ones too young to know who you were still loved the we were getting so many uh we had we said we gotta have them back well so come on yeah. let, let me hear some of the things that they said
2: here's a couple of them since go ahead. you asked yeah go ahead. Uh, these are from these are from last time david west says bill was on fire for 95 well done guys great guests uh john shetler bill was very high on my wish list of show guests but i didn't think it could happen thanks for getting him on uh, Steve Fix, he says he played poker with you a couple of times at Commerce. Interesting. Uh, Steve Carris, thanks for interviewing Velvel Garber. Uh, Edward Owen says the first forty-five minutes of this show I laughed my ass off. I suspect I will do the same on the final part. Uh, this is my new favorite episode. Mister Macy was candid, delightful, and hilarious. I don't know what was funnier Gilbert's laugh or Mister Macy's answers. Uh, Peter Santamaria says, outstanding episode. We need to have him back. Ted Herman says, Bill Macy is hilarious. I never knew Gilbert was such an accomplished straight man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Jason a... Andrew, an all-time favorite episode. Bill is a credit to my tribe. All right. Uh, I mean, there you go. I, I want to say thank you because it makes me
1: feel uh, tired. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the only and response. I've, I've told this story on the show before, but when I was having a screening of my documentary, Gilbert, you were nice enough to show up. And then at the end of the show, I wanted you to, I wanted to introduce you. And they said, oh, well, Bill, he was coughing and choking. He was having trouble breathing and he had to leave early and so the next day, Darren and I were really worried, and and we tried to call you up, thinking, "Oh my God, what what's happened?" And and you answer the phone, and you're at the casino. <laughs> 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 well, I uh, Samantha
1: uh, usually pushes me out of the house, isn't that what you did this morning, Sam? <coughs> <laughs> and she says, go and entertain yourself, you know. And I lost $100 there today because uh, the last card beat me up a little bit. So it was, some, you know, something to do. And Ron works there, and he's volunteered to drive us here because the traffic here is just impossible to maneuver. And, you know, we started uh, yesterday, I think, and we got here today.
2: Where do you live, Bill, that, you're, that you don't usually deal with this kind of traffic? El Paso. Oh, you li- <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: pretty and far. Then I remember I, uh, Darren and I were in California, and you came over and visited us, and you brought a large container of herring. Oh, wow. You,
1: you want to hear a story about the herring thing? <laughs> Please, Absolutely. We do, of yeah. course. <laughs> On Sunday, which was Father's Day, today is Monday, the day after Father's Day. Mm-hmm. I decided uh, I couldn't get a lettuce wrap, which I usually get on Bedford. And uh, (laughs) so I went over to the Nate and Al, and I I could not get in. There must have been 50 people outside. There must have been 150 people inside, and there's noise. It was a bunch of Jews just screaming about, give me food, you know. (laughs) So I went in. I finally got in, and I get two pieces of herring cut up, please, and, uh, and a cup of coffee to go. And again, because I knew I was going to be on the show tonight, I took it over to Maple, which is a very, very quiet block. And I enjoyed my herring and coffee, in, like I said in the early show, in silence and privacy. <laughs> Except for the maple trees. What was that? Except for the maple trees. You were with the trees, right? Well, she's correcting me. That's my wife, Samantha. Uh By the way, does the public know how we met? I was attracted by her ass?
2: No, tell that story. (laughs) No, the real, you know, Gilbert...
1: I have to be very careful what I say to you because you left practically at everything I do and say, and I love you for that. But you know what happened was that uh, Jacques Levy was the director of this uh, show called *O Calcutta*. And it was made up—I think I told you about this in the early podcast, didn't I? Absolutely.
2: You told us a little bit about the show, but I don't think you told us how you met Samantha. Well, she came
1: to visit from—she's from Mississippi. She came to visit a girl from Mississippi who was selling candy in the downstairs lobby of the theater. And the girl downstairs said to her, why don't you audition for the show? Just like this. So she went up and met the director and said, I'd like to audition for the show. And so she got on stage, and I was sitting with the director, just hanging out. And it looked to the director that she wasn't like uh, uh, free and easy. So he said to me, "Bill, go upstairs and uh, go on stage and loosen her up." So in the middle of her audition, I walked through the audition and I said, "Hey, what's going on here?" You know. And she got pissed off like crazy. which says, I'm doing an audition here." And the director loved it because now he saw the real person. And he hired her, and I married her a couple, of, uh, a couple of years later. We got married in 75, right? She takes care of me every night because she's only 74. I'm 96. Oh, let me sing my song. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never be 95 again. Now I'm 96. Amen.
2: <laughs> you were 95 when you did this show, and you haven't lost a step, Bill. Uh, I think I've lost a couple of steps, uh, you know. What did you think of Gilbert's movie? i been meaning to ask you that. The documentary.
1: Uh, I saw him in the movie as this young, sort of bizarre, crazy uh, person, and I fell in love with him immediately because he, he mm-hmm. had the nerve, the chutzpah, to just enact whatever he wanted to do. And then eventually became a professional. And, uh, and then well, also, somewhat. pardon me? I said somewhat. <laughs> yeah, well, and then the, uh, the laughter that he has is the most attractive laughter in the world. You know that. It is. He infectious. knows that. Everybody knows that.
2: Oh, thank you, Bill. Bill, did you get the herring that we sent, that Gino Salamone sent? Never, never got it. You didn't get it? No. Okay, we owe you herring. Yeah, well, well, come on. How are you
1: going to get that herring? You have to call Nate Nelson having delivered to the house.
2: Here's a question we didn't ask you Oh, le- and, go- and go before
0: I forget, the name of that documentary is Gilbert.
2: <laughs> nice <Yes>. plug. <laughs> Squeeze that in.
0: Well, do you know
1: when it's going to be playing out here? Because I want to take people to see it. I, I on-
0: loved that documentary. She oh, loved it. It's on Hulu, I think. Really?
2: I don't yeah. think it's playing in theaters nope. anymore, Samantha.
0: So we can just get it on Hulu.
1: Yeah, Fact, but it was it's called Gilbert, right?
0: Yes, and it was bigger than Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> it was fabulous. I loved it. Loved thank it. Thank you. Loved it. And and thank you both for showing up. Thank you. What are you talking about?
1: No matter what, if you would ask us, I'd live with you. <laughs>
2: you know I'd like to see the two uh, of you do the sunshine boys you and Bill
1: uh, listen to this I don't know if this is proper to say so but uh, I uh, I don't I've never seen any of your other podcasts and I've never heard any of your other podcasts so therefore I have no knowledge of what they look like and what they sound like but if you tell me that people have said that my podcast with you in September was was entertaining, what kind of moron did you have on your show before?
2: <laughs> I mean, for crying out loud. Uh, I mean, And it's a strange backhanded compliment.
0: And last time... I asked you to do this, but I have to ask you again. You were in the original uh, Mel Brooks film, The Producers, and at the end they have the trial with Zero Mostel and Gene Wilder, and and you're the uh, foreman of the jury. Yeah. And they say, had the jury reached a verdict? And you say. We have, Your Honor. And he said, How do you find? And I said, We find the defendant incredibly guilty.
2: <laughs> Still works. <laughs> Bill, we will send you some episodes on, uh, on, on CD so you can listen to them because I know you haven't had a chance.
1: Because I can't work these little gadgets, the phones, whatever they are. So, therefore, I need something to put into my disc player in the car because I drive 50, 60 miles every day.
2: Well, we picked out some episodes with people you've worked with in the past, like Richard Benjamin and Carl Reiner and Bill Persky. People that you knew. Okay, okay, that's so. We're, our, our trusty engineer Frank is going to put them on a CD, and then we're going to send it. Dara's going to send it out to you, so you can listen in the car. Yeah, that and
0: is. and last time, uh, just recently, we spoke to you on the phone, and you were in your car, and you just <laughs> started cursing out this other driver. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not going to use profanity on your show. No, God, don't do that. Fuck no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, because I get offended way too easy. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast after this.
2: Bill, can we ask you some questions we didn't ask you last time? Frank, please do. We, we didn't ask you about studying with Lee Strasberg last time.
1: Holy moly, is he still
2: alive? No, he's (laughs) long gone. (laughs) But what was the experience like? You have any memory
1: of it? Yes, now that you bring that up. (coughs) I did a scene. And we finished the scene and he bawled the hell out of us. He did. Because we were acting. And uh, he said, look at Mr. Macy now. Look at Bill now. He's just sitting and listening. He didn't do that in the scene, and nobody else did that in the scene. You have to understand. And I forget exactly how he said it, but he didn't want us to, quote, unquote, act. He wanted us to be. And that was really a valuable lesson that he uh, gave us that day. Like, for instance, right now, I'm not acting with you. I'm not acting with Gilbert. So if I said right now in the middle of this uh, podcast, uh, what could I possibly say? I suck my dick, you know. (laughs) I mean, that wouldn't be acting. That's me, Bill, the foul-mouthed Brooklyn guy, and he doesn't know what to do. You know, I'm 96,
2: motherfucker. What else? Ask I me another question. That's a about. good name for your podcast, Bill. <laughs> I'm 96, motherfucker. <laughs> tell, <laughs> tell us something about Walter Matthau too. Oh, I think I mentioned that that uh, I was his understudy, right? You yeah, know? and once more with feeling.
1: And uh, you know, he would be—he was an inveterate, if I can use that word for your audience—an inveterate gambler. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the show, while he's on stage, and I'm a little backstage watching him work and so on, and he was his scene would be over. He'd run to the, get off stage. He'd run to the phone, pick it up, and he go and he put fifteen hundred on Detroit, two thousand on Boston. He was an inveterate gambler. He gambled daily, and he was in hock for millions of dollars. So the, the gamblers that knew uh, how to uh, maneuver. Got him the series in uh, Hollywood, and they took all of his uh, weekly pay until they broke even with him.
0: Good actor. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah.
2: Good dramatic stuff, too. So
0: they got him.
2: A series
0: just so he could pay them back. That's right. That's fun.
2: That's fun. Wow.
1: And that's how you got me, too. You know, you never gave me anything then the first podcast. You're not giving
2: me anything for this podcast. So we're even. Are you still – you're something of a gambler yourself, Bill. Are you still playing? Ron, who brought me here today – Mm-hmm. works at the
1: uh, Hustler Casino. That son of a bitch, Larry Flint, owns it. <laughs> right. And, Why uh, do you call him the <laughs> son of a bitch? <laughs> uh, he's a terrible person. He, he has his own little game every so often, maybe once every two or three months, about eight or nine uh, invited guests, and they all have to bring in hundreds of thousands of dollars, and and he, and you know, that he was shot uh, many many years ago. You know. yeah that. sure, and sure. It, during a trial. I, I think it affected his brain. Otherwise, he may have been a bad person. That maybe that's the reason they, who somebody shot him. You know. Anyway, I I go there uh, practically daily just because it's close to the house. It's only twenty five miles. The others are further away. Believe it or not. And uh, I play uh, a blue chip game like, uh, what is it, dollar, dollar each chip is a dollar, right? We play two, three, you know, something like that. And it keeps me uh, busy and, uh, and Samantha was not mind because I'm out of the house so she can just live her own life and so on and so forth. What was the question,
2: by the way? <laughs> 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 the question was, do you still gamble a little bit? I yeah. think you answered it. Yeah, right. Gilbert, you're not a card player. You're not a gambler. You're no. not somebody that ever, you, you never dabbled in that kind of no, thing. No, no, I'm lucky. Did you ever play in a casino? Did you ever play the roulette or, or,
0: I, I I think, anything? I 21? think, once, once, several years, several decades ago, I, I put a quarter in a slot machine and, of course, it didn't win. And that was too devastating. That was, it. That was right. the end for you. Yeah. I lost a quarter in <laughs> Vegas.
2: All right, Bill, I got some other stuff for you here. Last time we talked to you, I brought up a bunch of credits, and you said you're full of shit. I wasn't in those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I don't use profanity. You,
0: you, you said that through about 75% of the show. <laughs> I
2: remember. What was saying, it? Go ahead, no, Frank. no,
0: that's wrong. Come on, so Frank. I never
2: said. that. This time, I printed out your IMDb pages. Yeah, go ahead. To go through some of these to see what you re- actually remember about them. First of all, you ta- you called Tony Curtis a motherfucker last time. Can you refresh us on why you dislike Tony Curtis? Well,
1: it's a boring story about the bus. You know, uh, my bus was in front of his bus.
2: We don't want to go through that again. Yeah, but that was it, huh? it was, all, it was purely a parking dispute.
1: Yeah, because, you know, as an actor, he did his work. I did my work. We didn't relate to each other as people or anything like that. We were both acting bullshit and so on and so
2: forth. Okay. Do you remember doing a series in 1984 with Madeline Kahn called uh, Oh, Madeline? No, I don't remember. I don't know who she is. <laughs> <What's> you do. <doing? laughs>
1: You know, Frank, you should do some better research. Cause the same thing happened the last time we did the podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> mention, right.
2: mention I'm determined to find you to find some credits that you actually remember. Here's yeah. one. How about Death at Love House with Robert Wagner, Joan Blondell, Dorothy Lamour and John Carradine? That sounds no, great. No, no, no,
1: come on. You know I don't
2: work with people like that. You did it in <laughs> 1976. It was a TV movie about a ghost. No.
1: It, Robert, Wagner, was Robert Wagner, was he married to that— uh, Natalie, Wood. Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood. All right, okay. I remember him only okay. for this reason. the The shoot that we were doing was close to where he lived. So he <laughs> said to me, Bill, let's go to my house. I want to show you something. And we went during our break— and he took me into his house, and then there was a room. Uh, well, the room was so large, I can't even describe how large it was. It was like maybe 40 feet square. That's very, 40 yards square, whatever. And there was dresses in every corner of the room. He said, "My wife likes dresses." And he showed me all of the dresses that she wears in different scenes and movies and so on and so forth. And I thought that was very friendly of him to to show me that. And that's the only thing I know
2: about that movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So no memories of Joan Blondell or John Carradine. Who were those people? Classic actors. <laughs> oh,
1: I, an, I remember seeing them in different movies, but I don't think I've ever worked with them.
0: Come well, on. Maybe you,
2: maybe you were in the same movie. Maybe you didn't have any scenes with them. All How right. about Diary of a Young Comic in 1979? Oh,
0: it's Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis,
2: the comedian. Georgie Jessel was in it. No, no, no. Come on. You did the same thing last
1: time we did a podcast. (laughs) Come on. Come up with something new. I don't don't know. Come on. Come on, Frank. What are you doing? You're pulling my leg, aren't you?
2: Okay, here's one you will remember. You played uh, an eccentric film director, Sid Spokane. Get out of here. Sid Spokane in Charles Grodin's Movers and Shakers.
1: What yes. the, was he talking Mo-movers about? Movers and Shakers, you, and you, Gilder, Gilbert, um, Gilder Radner Gilda Radner was your girlfriend. Was your girlfriend. And you were the producer, and you kept saying, he'll that, let you let you down. Wait a minute, was that, the, scene, was that the, the time we were in a car together? Yes, yes. And was there Steve Martin in that? Yes. Yes, okay. and Walter Matthau. Yeah. Well, I don't remember anybody except Steve Martin and Gilda Radner if I was in that movie with
2: them. You were. And so- <laughs> Well, you know. <laughs> All right, here's another one. Tell tell us. We didn't talk about this last time. Tell us about doing Seinfeld with Sandy Baron and Barney Martin and some of those other great character actors. We just saw the rerun of that recently, mm-hmm.
1: and I said to Samantha uh, after we had seen the, I was like running the, uh, the voting to, to get rid of uh, Jerry's father from the from the area, the condominium, and the so condo, on. yeah. yeah, the condo. And so uh, I was played straight, and I was running the show, and you, you vote yes, you vote no, this and that, and so on and so forth. And I was wondering, I said to Samantha, why was I even cast in that show? Everybody else had humor, and they had uh, jocularity, what the hell does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And and but I don't know uh, people. Well, look look at the way you just had me come on to do this podcast. I have no idea why you would ask me to come back, because is this entertaining to the public? This, this oh yeah, this schmeggy from Brooklyn who's ninety six years old and he doesn't even present himself like an intelligent human uh, soul. <laughs> I feel. I don't, I don't feel that I'm uh, worth what you're asking me to do, you know.
2: Well, our guests, are very, our, our listeners are very interested in your career and all the fun stuff that you've done and all the people you've worked with.
1: You know, I have no idea how they decided to use me for these different roles that I've played mm-hmm. in. And when I play them, because we've spoken about this in the past, I try not to quote-unquote act. I try to... B as the ind- it's indicated in the text, you know, and so on and so forth.
2: Uh, let me throw just a couple more out at you. Uh, do you remember doing a Columbo with Peter Falk in 1993 with Faye Dunaway? Was I a janitor? Was I you run- were you played a character named Ruddick? Did I run the house, like the apartment
1: house? I think you did. How am I supposed to remember? You know, Frank, <laughs> I, li- I, really, I really like you a lot. I really like you. I like I like everything about you. I I love Gilbert and so on. But you did research. What the hell? For crying out loud, how am I supposed to remember these things that are going way, way, way
2: back? <laughs> okay, well, why don't we talk about some more recent <laughs> stuff? Well, that's the way an interview work. <laughs> that's pretty much the premise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's talk about William H. Macy why don't you get William H. Macy on the fucking program
0: now now Bill you you have a story about a nurse in the hospital what what, what was that honey a nurse what are you talking
1: about when I just was in with pneumonia yes yeah. yes what's the story what you, you know more about me than I do you and Frank okay well we <laughs> research Bill what about the nurse in the hospital what I do I, I,
0: I don't know. I, I Tara came in with a note. Tara gave us a note. That you had a story about you with a nurse
2: in the hospital. Where's Tara? Is she there? She's here.
1: But let her ask me to, to let her okay. inform. She's
2: here and she's signaling her crotch area. So it involves some kind of something to do with it. Oh, something to do with your penis. A catheter maybe. Yeah.
1: No, 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 no. I don't remember any of this, what she's talking about. All right. Okay.
0: (laughs) I I I guess.
1: I may not even remember the podcast as soon as we go home. Okay. You know, I'll be be
0: 97 pretty soon. Bill, we're going to sign off. Yeah. (laughs) So this has been Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast. And uh, we found out that. Mel Brooks had nothing to do with the producers.
1: That's not true. That's not true. You know, I would never call Mel Brooks a motherfucker, but Tony Curtis, I will call him a motherfucker. <laughs> there we go.
0: Go <laughs> ahead. Well, now sign off, Gilbert. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's the perfect sign off. Colossal obsession.